20 minutes it is after 7 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro. We kick things off, as we often do, with uh, the latest in the world of money and power. Snesipo Maninjwa, independent market commentator, CA and analyst, joins me now on the line. Snesipo, good evening to you and welcome. Hi, Aya. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm good, 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 good. Well, it seems, yeah, yeah, it seems some good going there for the Lewis Group. I mean, I remember looking at some of their numbers uh, uh, or an update that had come out earlier on this year, I think towards the tail end of last year, uh, where they said a big chunk of their sales had actually come through cash channels um, and not so much, I guess, of a big expansion in their credit extension. Uh, but it seems that a big part of uh, what might account for the guidance they gave to the market today is about much better, co- well, better than expected collections from those they give credit to. So, as you know, um, again, we've entered year two of working from home. Last year, you had quite a bit of retrenchment activity. And as you know, we are a people who love improving our houses. So, Lewis is just one of the many companies in that home improvement decor, uh, I would say decor um, category that, again, had incredible results. I'm talking about the likes of a telltale you've had. Cash bills also have um, phenomenal results. Uh, Lewis is just one of the many. And even if you look at um, uh, the, 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 the sign-off stables, also been experiencing uh, good results purely because of uh, those who want to improve their homes, which makes sense. Um, makes sense. Um, um, it's better than specific collections. I think that... Um, we need it better than expected collections. I sometimes think that people think that people have money. No, um, there's been a tightening of credit allowable, mm. which means that you have a better quality of credit, credit, which also plays a role in your ability to collect. I think people forget that little that little sidebar when they're saying about those things because we don't look at things in totality. There is also a function of better quality of credit. Mm. Let's shift our attention, I guess, away from uh, that retailer and uh, I guess uh, a much better than expected uh, book there, uh, accounting for uh, why uh, they are quite confident uh, that uh, their earnings are are going to look a lot better than uh, what had been seen in the previous period. Let's take a look at Delta. Now, um, not so long ago, Delta was suspended from trading on the JSE and um, was all manner of issues here. Uh, They put out uh, a sense today, really, I guess, signaling... uh, guess, uh, yeah, communicating a message that they're on the mend and even giving some detail on some of their big capital expenditure projects, uh, which include uh, Veritas Building out in uh, the Tswane CBD, we understand, and uh, of course, uh, some of the buildings that uh, uh, where one might find the receiver of revenue. I mean, SARS Kimberley, total spend of $3.2 million in an upgrade there. And it seems some of this stuff is mundane. I mean, uh, well, I, let me not say mundane, but uh, glass facades, lifts, air conditioning, water tanks, um, you know, replacing carpets with, you know, vinyl flooring. Um, why had none of this stuff happened before? Um, I don't think they have not happened. I remember, Delta is part of the WhatsApp group of property reads that were formed and that largely um, they were anchor tenants of government tenants. Mm. So... Let's start there. Um, like you said before, Delta um, has been on the receiving end of bad news, and you had a situation where some of the management had to resign. You've had internal investigations. 
um, all manner of um, all manner of um, demons being um, exposed. I don't have five hundred thousand rand, so that's why I'm not saying anything. Uh, but um, you know, you had that situation come through. I think for me. Um, I don't think that these repairs, if you think of the, the merits of a lease, a lot of these things are just minor upgrades. They're making things of 3 million rand, 4 million rand. I don't think that's necessarily, um, I don't think that's necessarily things that have not been done. So, I so you must necessarily, as I lift, as I lift, Bakulung's we lift at one of the buildings. Let me I don't find, think things have not been done. I don't think personally things have not been done, but I do think that there has been, um, um, there has been more requirement for them to disclose a bit more. And it also acts as a bit of a PR um, tool. So the sort of hiding news, uh, again, um, a big, 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 big risk factor for them has been literally um, renewing their leases. And the fact that they have a collection rate of 93%, unlike the other properties, like I said, these are government-tenanted. Uh, buildings, uh, government-tenanted buildings. Um, so they have, they don't have the um, high occupancy rate that the other people have. Mm. But when you literally look at some of the things they're saying, I refuse to believe that these things were not happening the year before. I on it, the, the current year before. I do think there's a lot of. Um, yeah, um, I, I, all of, the people who work at these buildings, maybe they must reach out to us and send us a. a like a I WhatsApp note. Like, I mean, I, honestly, I was looking at it. Reception like, upgrade, yeah. like even reception in Binjani. Uh, you know, if you're the spending. Kitchen, blinds, blinds, <sighs> waterproofing. Did you not have waterproof in your building, Kai? No, I, I mean I understand the vinyl flooring one. I mean all of those things combined is like just over half a million. So I get that one, but eleven million. Like, what is happening to your fire system, to your lifts? Um, yeah, yeah, like uh, at some point, as a user, like as a user, like yeah, you you start asking, it's like guys, I refuse to believe that you guys have not been doing this. Yeah. I refuse to believe that this is the first time. I refuse. Yeah, let's talk about the disposals though. Um, I mean, they they also have disposed, you know, of uh, a few of the entities, sale of Delta House out in uh, Tswane, and uh, also uh, disposing of uh, Fort Drury and Sediba, both in uh, Bloemfontein. Uh, selling that for uh, just uh, shy of uh, 80 million rand or so. Uh, and I guess a big part of the statement, leave aside, Yonga Lindo, Yaketins, uh, Namakichi, and everything else that they were doing, um, has to do with those disposals. I mean, uh, what are your views, I guess, absent of those disposals, how these numbers would have looked? For me, Delta, it, 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 it got a, they've got an associate in GRIT, which does um, African retail and will the yield play that's listed in both FA UK Mauritius. Yes, I huh? like that mm. part of their business. This part of this business, not quite exciting and it's it's sort of trotting along. When you think of their actual growth prospects, there's not much there. And you know there's been talks. Remember that at some point there were talks with them merging with uh Rebosis, uh, at some point. But I think that those dreams um, died. Those died. I still think that would have been the smarter play. We, mm. If you look at things of where they are now, but I do think that um, they're competing. Um, they had um, um, competing, um, what's the word I was looking for, competing um, strategies. But I do think, um, yeah, I still am curious to find out in terms of and um, what whatever happened to the management because those talks about the management and what happened mm. uh, and I'm curious to find out that information but 
like I said before, there's not really much. There's not really much excitement there. Tenanted government buildings and there's very limited growth prospects besides paying down your debt and selling a few buildings here and there. What else are you doing? I think I was reading something, I think earlier, I'm not sure if you also saw it, um, um, talking about the high occupancy, I think it was in financial mail, high um, office, how empty offices are, and the fact that one in, um, you've got 25, the biggest um, empty office spaces we've had in decades and how our employers are struggling to get people to want to come back. People don't want to come back to the office. I'm one of those people. People is me. So for me, without, for me, it's actually quite interesting that we, in comparison and contrast, we've got the public sector staff are all back in the office. And I think that's what pays Delta. Yeah, yeah. Snezipo, I want us to go to China. I mean, I think many of our listeners would know what's happening out in Glasgow, COP26, uh, and I guess the global agenda to uh, try and yeah, deal with the warming of our climate, uh, which has certainly made large parts of the world uninhabitable. But uh, all of that happens as China's uh, trade data seems to show us that you know, they're doubling up on coal imports uh, this after they faced uh, something that we no doubt are familiar with here at home, and that's uh, a nationwide power shortage out uh, in the factory of the world. Yes, so they doubled their coal imports, but I think I think sometimes you forget. I think sometimes people forget this little aspect was, was that they had significant um, price increases in gas from their neighbors in Russia. I think Russia at some point earlier on in the year, they were charging four times um, their gas prices. You And you have got this year, and this is the irony of this whole situation. You're importing more coal. This year, it's predicted to be one of the coldest winters they'll ever have. Another case of global warming. Mm. So for me, for me, um, that it just proves everything that um, it, 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 for me it just proves everything um, that is true so it, it's self-defeating for me China is one of the worst polluters and but because everyone buys sometimes you know money buys you out of these problems and basically that's what they've done money buys because everybody's so afraid of um, angering them and there is not enough pressure for them to um, migrate to renewables and migrate to other forms of energy, which I think would be much better. And because I think, yeah, I don't think that is, when they're global warming, people don't take it seriously. They, they really don't take it seriously. Like, have I learned anything? But I mean, talk, talk and, to and me about it. You must listen, you must listen, but there's something else I want us to, to talk about. I mean, there's these production caps on steel. Uh, on many from many of the mills out in China, um, and I'm quite interested, I guess, in that. I mean, in the context, as you say, yes, of the, one of the coldest winters, uh, you know, seen in history out in China. Uh, there's also the the big debate, of course, of uh, China's role in global supply chains, least of all in the supply chain of steel. Um, and these production caps. I mean, what what do you see down the pike um, as they import? I guess more. Uh, to fuel uh, a lot of their energy needs, uh, there'll also, I guess, be some of the price challenges that come with this uh, cap on steel. Yes, and you've got, you already have the backlog. You already have a supply chain problem. 
the 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 Chinese government thing, I won't lie, yeah, like it they sort of plan for now and they what they want when they want it. And yeah, there's no consideration of the consequences of the decisions. That is my only issue with them. Like, yeah, I both I do think that so you've got these caps, so you've got um, iron ore prices just come down. Once you've got these production lines and it's you're going to have, obviously, you're walking into a price increase market. You're going to mm. develop into a price increase market. But how do you satisfy that price increase market when you've got global supply chain constraints? Because ultimately, they're not a, they're a resource consumer, not a resource producing country. Yeah, is that. So you've also got to look at all those factors as well. But for me, ultimately, we need to move away from fossil fuels and fuels that damage our environment because we're gonna we're, we're paying for it live hmm. and yeah, that's what eh? scares me that people like it, 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 it literally people are blind to it i'm like global warming global warming affects the poorest of the poor it never affects rich people mm. in every country you can people can buy themselves out of global warming impact but when you think of the climatology aspect, the pollution, the, I guess people are they like it's, people refuse to acknowledge those things. They're like, and it, it, this will be. It, it, I've always said, I've always maintained that we need to have a just energy transition. But I think it's with China pumping the way they are and going the way it goes against what is trying to be achieved in COP. Yeah, and I and I guess you know, Snezipo, you know, all of this happens um, in the mid of all of the political drama and intrigue that is set to follow what is called the sixth plenum of the uh, Chinese Communist Party. And I'll encourage many of our listeners uh, to go read up about uh, you know all of these different sessions of the Central uh, Committee of the uh, Chinese Communist Party um, in between the two conferences they have every decade. And it seems she. Uh, you know, aside from many people saying, yeah, well, he's not in Glasgow. Well, she, because uh, he might, uh, I guess, be positioning himself uh, to write his own version of history, much like many of those that came before him have done, Deng Xiaoping, Mao Zedong, and uh, many others as well. Snezibo, talk to me also about uh, Togo. I found this one very, very interesting in the context of, um, we know what's coming up this week, medium-term budget policy statement. Many people expecting uh, that there might be some murmurs and some signals around um, social assistance. And, uh, yeah, interesting lesson coming out of Togo here, which uh, demonstrated sometime last year with the unconditional cash transfer all done on one's phone. Yes. Um, we actually have the infrastructure to do the same thing. Sidebar. Sidebar. We actually but have Why the are we not doing it? Why? Hi, boy. People, we have the ability to do this. Why don't we do it? And yes, we actually have the ability to do this. We have enough of a self-owned banking market mm. and an access to self-owned banking market where this can be done. I think it's quite interesting. I, I like the model because I, for one, find it dehumanizing to make people queue in the hot sun or the rain or anything like that. I just find the whole practice dehumanizing, mm. um, personally myself. But we do have the, um, the technology to do it. And the, um, again, this is all about, well, like I said, all of us are listening to, are waiting for medium-term budget speech. Um, 
there are murmurs of a provision of a basic um, income grant. I would like this to be there. Uh, but knowing the politics of um, our new chief budget officer, I highly doubt it. Uh, I highly doubt it on that, but I do hope for it because I do believe that it is needed more now than ever, more now than ever. And I do believe that it is something that we need to, the fact that it's up there is a huge injustice because people are starving and they're starving even more in numbers. Um, I, I, I hope to see some different things and I hope we don't see any budget cuts to our infrastructure. We now see what happens when you do budget cuts on the IEC. We now see that it's from Dylan how do these budget cuts look like in real life, in real life, in real time? I think sometimes when people don't think about those things, like yeah, it, it, the logic escapes me. The logic es- escapes me because in what happens when you budget cut IEC in an election year? We, we, we see it now. Yeah. Hey, look, yeah, look at what happened with the police cuts. Lesson. I mean, just talking about some of the budget cuts. Look at what happened with the police cuts. I mean, there was no capability to respond even with like water cannons in parts of KZN. Uh, because so I, I don't know, man. I think some of these no, things like, are not only thing. just in social assistance, but I even in security, you know. So, so for me, um, part of the thing, the problem is that they do something, they, when, they, when they speak of this concept of zero-based budgeting, which I don't think we should look at. Your government, zero-based budgeting is for corporate or operations where there is basic infrastructure. Mm. You can't zero-based budget. In our economy, we have to go on a needs-based budget. Huh. And that is fundamentally the approach that you need to look at because ultimately, like, Ultimately, we are looking to find ways to eradicate or, 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 or make the gap shorter, not widen the gap further. And zero-based budgeting widens the gap further. And it is disheartening, disheartening. Your fellow economists, hey guys, on Twitter, that they don't find maybe understand that concept. No, you know, as economists, as far as we'll have to leave it there. You know, one of these days, maybe towards the tail end of the year, we must have an economist roundtable because, you know, I think economists are worse. I mean, you could put 10 of us in the room and all of us would have a different uh, a, a viewpoint presented with the same facts. Um, and I think... You know, for me, the lesson has always been, you know, if uh, if your practice of economics doesn't draw from other disciplines, then I, yeah, th- that's no, a choice you make. And, a, no, you know? So, so, yeah. so my, my, I don't have a problem with theory and being different. My whole problem is that you are in an unequal society that is developmental based and you still want to do policies that were based ah, in the 1980s by the USA that have failed in that system. So... It tells me, literally, I always say, it's, you guys are not paying, some people are not paying attention to Economics 101. Do you know, do you know that English it's, called echo chamber? Do you know that, you know that English? Yeah. <laughs> Let's leave it. No, yeah. Yeah. No, I literally go back to <laughs> that. Do not want me to fight my squabbles here. I'm an accountant, and I even know that Economics formula. If I'm going to cut it from the circle, Economics formula equals 101. You know, my employers don't want me to fight my squabbles here. So I think maybe this one we must take offline. Maybe go organize the spaces there or something so we can take those problems. Yeah. Snezibo? 
Always yeah. a pleasure catching up with you and thank you very much for your time. All right then, pleasure.